listening to the Business of Branding podcast. If you are a creative female entrepreneur ready to connect with more of those heck yes clients, build an irresistible brand, and allow growing your business to feel easier than ever before, then you are in the right place. I'm your host, Nikki Arnsman, a brand designer and strategist, a mama, and a little bit of a serial entrepreneur. On this podcast, I share all the strategies, tips, and lessons learned that have helped me build and scale an aligned business. My hope is that the content here will inspire you to go out and do the same for yourself. Welcome to another episode of the Business of Branding podcast. I am so excited to have another branding gal here on today's episode. I'm Steph Weber. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Nikki. I'm stoked for this episode. Yeah, totally. So um, Steph is a brand and marketing strategist. She helps entrepreneurs create authority brands in their industry with marketing strategies that convert and eight years of experience as working as a brand strategist, a degree in strategic communications, and the work that she has poured into helping entrepreneurs scale. Steph helps brands implement the strategy they need to build impactful and sustainable businesses. So she's a mama, a wife living in Indianapolis, getting ready to go on a fun trip to New York City. And I'm happy you've carved out the time to be here. Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, lots of that intro. That intro is so great, Nikki. And it definitely sums up what I feel like I have so many different pieces and parts that are happening in my life right now, but it definitely sums up kind of what we stand for. And that's really helping entrepreneurs embrace their authority, create a business that they truly enjoy and feel successful in, define on their own terms. You know, it's interesting. We live in a society where there's a lot of ideas in and around what success means, what it looks like to build a healthy business, all of these different pieces. And we very much believe in a self-definition of that. So that's kind of what we do here. I'm just happy to have another perspective on branding on this episode because, and just uh, in our lineup of episodes, because for me, you know, my, I'm so much of the creative that my background is creative. And so my brand perspective comes a lot from the creative and, and yes, like big on the messaging and ideal client, but I just love to get like another insight on authority building. Um, and your big thing is building authority brands and helping women really kind of uh, understand where their position is within their industry and how to become the go-to of that. So I'm super excited to dive in. Give us a little bit of a background on, I know you have a degree in communications, like tell us a little bit more about how you got started. Were you in another career before you dove into creating um, your existing business? Yeah. So I, I always try to give the short version of this like very long story. Um, I grew up in a family where entrepreneurship was, um, had a very strong presence. My dad was an entrepreneur. That company, unfortunately had to close its doors in 2010, which was just before my senior year of high school. And I had already decided where I was going to college, um, at Butler to be able to major in PR and advertising, which they called strategic communications at Butler. Um, and I knew that in order to do that, I was going to be financially responsible for my education, which meant that I needed to work throughout my entire college career. So I actually got a job at a local boutique here in the Indianapolis area, um, started in sales for them. But as I was studying and as I was going to school and doing different internships and learning and all of these things, I kind of took over their branding and marketing efforts. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I graduated, I had a full-time job with them. I had 
two to three different jobs throughout my entire college career though. So I feel like every path kind of led me down this journey of entrepreneurship and falling more in love with branding and what it meant to create a brand experience for people and how to really bring together a community in and around your brand. So everything that I have done, all of my past experience has truly led me to the Weber Co. as you see it today. But this brand started as Trinity and Indy, which was a fashion, beauty, and travel influencer brand that I created. Being somebody who worked in the fashion industry and we started partnering with influencers, I was like, I could do this. I could blog about what I'm wearing, about what I'm putting on my face, about where I'm traveling, et cetera. And I built that business to five figures and somewhere along the lines felt like uh, this is just no longer 100% in alignment for who I am and what I want to do. And the entrepreneurs that I was working with anyway, I mean, that brand really largely existed to help support small businesses here in the Indianapolis community. Well, in doing that, when I would go in to do a try on session or I would go in to like try their food or whatever it was, I would always say, you know, tell me your story. How'd you get started? Why are you here? What makes you different? these pieces of branding that are really essential for an influencer to be able to promote your brand and give some validity to what it is that you're doing aside from just having the next cute top, right? Mm -hmm. There are a number of boutiques that have the next cute top. So what makes you different? Why do people actually buy from you? And I really wanted to speak to that. So I started consulting in 2018. Um, That led me into coaching. And then this year we launched our agency. So the Weber Co. had an evolution from being heavy influencer marketing into all we do now really is, I mean, there's still an influencer marketing element because businesses come to us and say, hey, can you help me put together my influencer marketing strategy? Because I don't know how to effectively use influencers, but it all starts yeah. with your brand. And yeah. So that's our foundation. That's awesome. I love this story. I, my mother owned a boutique for so many years and my husband it runs a, a retail surf shop here and I had a clothing line for a handful of years before getting into more of this service-based branding and so I'm like I so deeply connect to just like being in that world and it's funny because there is a lot of um I, maybe you can like attest to this I feel like there's it's so interesting because you get into this more of like digital online space, especially like coaching and consulting and personal brands, whether you're not dealing with like physical product. And so much of what happens in retail, as far as like sales and brand building gets like swept to the curb. Once you get into this like online and like coaching, you know, like personal brand space. But I, over the last like year and a half have been like, why aren't we like being on a cycle, like a, physical product business would be right like why aren't we selling on a cycle like that um instead like it's so easy to fall into sure you experience this with some of your clients that like up and down of launching and like that like feast or famine like you have like these really high revenue months and then these really low revenue months when you're not launching but like how can we get more sustainable like a retail shop would be throughout the year selling. And so I've been in this like, like, just in this really curiosity space for the last like year of like, how can I implement more of that consistency in this world, being like digital, online, personal brand, coaching, consulting? Um, How can we introduce more of that? Because it's like such a organic way of selling. Um, so anyway, I just connect to like that background and find it so interesting. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I 
there's like there's a lot to unpack even there, Nikki, with what you what you just brought up. But I think a big thing for entrepreneurs to understand is that you have to have a well-rounded offer suite. And you know, we do still do our lunches and we definitely experience heightened revenue months. And for me, healthy business growth is not this like uphill, like grow, 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 always growing. It's like we grow and then we experience some stagnancy where we're learning, we're implementing something new, we're creating something new for our audience, we're refining our brand experience, and then we grow again. And then we experience our plateau again, where we're refining something, we're learning something new, we're adding on team members, and then we grow again. And for me, that's like healthy and sustainable business growth. Like in theory, yes, we always want to be expanding our monthly revenue, but it's also about what is it that you're doing to increase your recurring revenue. And actually, even in the product-based businesses that I, I mean, my entire background is retail for the most part. And we, I mean, I was worked in like the prom industry. So January through May is when we made all of our money. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, what do we do? Like June through the rest of the year. And so we actually added in another element, which was everyday like women's fast fashion boutique clothing. Mm-hmm. So then that helped support revenue in those months where it was not prom season all the time. So it's, again, like that speaks to rounding out your offer suite, right? No matter what industry you may find yourself in, it's about making sure that you have different offers that make sense for your people. And whether you're strategically launching those at different times of the year, or you have a sales system that involves strategy calls, if you can bring people into your ecosystem, you're you're able to convert them based on what you have to offer them and based on the fact that they connect to you. And that all starts with your brand. Yeah. Amen. Love it. Okay. So let's kind of dive into the foundations of like being an authority brand. So what is being an authority brand? What does that actually mean? Yeah. So we started using this kind of terminology and wording um, at the end of 2021, after we realized, you know, uh, yes, entrepreneurs want to stand out, right? Like that's the message. You want to stand out through your brand, da, 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 da. But for us, it was much more about how are you embodying your authority? And that means a couple of different things for us. Number one is you stand in your power. You know with confidence that you bring something really meaningful to the table. There are other people in your industry that do what you do. Every industry is saturated. I don't care what industry you are in, but no one's going to show up like you. No one's going to produce like you. No one's going to bring the energy to the table like you do. So it's standing in your power and making sure that you know what it is that you're bringing that's unique and different for your audience. Um, Number two is you show up ready to make an impact for your life and the lives of others. For us, being an authority means that you're very clear about what your vision is and you allow that vision to change if you need it to. A prime example of this for me is we've lived in Phoenix, Arizona for the last couple of years and we just moved back to Indiana. We're from Indiana. We moved to Phoenix. We experienced Phoenix winters. Well, this winter we went through an Indiana winter and I was like, this is not my game anymore. Like this is not for me. And my vision for a long time for my life was to be able to have a lake house where our family could go and enjoy the weekends and like this whole vision. Now I'm like, how can I spend winters not in Indiana? How can we take our family and be somewhere else for four months out of the year? So that vision has changed for me, but my business and being an authority in my industry allows me to get to that vision much quicker and easier than if I was just like, uh, I don't know, free for all, right? We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then also the lives of others, knowing that your business is making an impact for people and being clear in how it's making an impact. What is it that you're actually doing to help people transform in some capacity? So understanding that wanting for yourself is in fact not selfish and very necessary for the long-term like longevity of your business Um, and really embodying your authority online and offline. One of the biggest compliments that I get from people who I connect with in person, our indie community is very small. So I can go out to a restaurant people will be like, Steph, I followed you since Trendy and Indie Days. And I'm like, that's really, really cool. And one of the biggest compliments people give is, 
who you are online is very much who you are offline as well. Like when I meet you in person, the experience is the same. So that's a huge piece of building your authority that it's the same. And that brand experience is consistent from whether they're seeing you at your favorite restaurant or they're experiencing you in a launch or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Another thing for your authority, building your authority and standing in that as a brand, you stand behind your beliefs and your values and you allow your vision to drive you at your core. We live in a world right now where if you're not standing up for something and you're not standing for what you believe in, you're trying to attract everyone and be all things to all people. And you simply cannot do that. You can't be all things to all people and serve everyone at the highest capacity. So there are going to be people that like you and there are going to be people that do not like you. And your authority brand is designed to attract and repel. And that's a really positive thing. And the last thing that I want to point out here um, is that you're innovative. So you're bringing creative new ideas to the table. You might take foundational principles and you're implementing them in your own unique way, or you do something that's against the status quo. We've had a longstanding um, idea of what it looks like to build a brand, of what it looks like to build a business. You don't have to do it the way that everybody else is doing it, right? If you don't want to launch, you don't have to launch. So it's about figuring out what it looks like for you in order to build sustainable long-term growth. I love so much that's in there that you were just sharing. Um, One thing that I always like you and I see so eye to eye on is um, about the experience that people have of you being the same, no matter whether you're launching, whether you're speaking on a stage, whether you're on a sales call, or you are just chatting on social media, like in the DMs, like whatever it is, or you see them out at a restaurant in person and you're just like kicking it with your family. Um, that experience of you being the same across the board, I think is more powerful than people actually really understand because not only like, like you said, like it's authority building, but it's, it's even before that it's like, Oh, this person's, this is who they are. Like, this is real. This is human. Like this creates a very like human experience for people. And like you said, I think that the idea, this like longstanding idea of like what the cookie cutter brand or business is supposed to be like is, is, was always sort of lacking this like humanized uh, piece of the puzzle because we didn't really have like quote unquote personal brands until the last decade. And that's being like aggressive, right? Saying like the last 10 years, like it's, I think it's even been less than that. Um, that influencers have evolved into personal brands and like have created more of like a business out of it where we just, we were just so used to consumer brands. There was no like platform where it was like forward facing, like who's behind this business? Who's the CEO? Like more people care about these kinds of things now than ever before. And so I do think that it's important that there, the principles that you're sharing and the thing like caring about how you are impacting others, being innovative in your industry, doing like having values as a brand and as a business um, means so much more than ever to like how you are building authority and how you're connecting with your audience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I even think about brands, some of the consumer brands now too, Nikki, like um, there's a brand called Care of. I don't know if you're familiar with this mm-hmm. like yeah. vitamin company. So when you order from them, first of all, you like, I did this the other day because I was hashtag influenced and I was like, okay, I want to go from here. Um, But I went on and I took their quiz and it was like, here's your like personal, you know, vitamins that you need to be taking on a daily basis based on like what you're telling us. And then they come and they're like, hey, Steph, and it's like got your name on it. 
You guys, people, like these consumer brands are like, wow, humans want to be seen as humans, Mm -hmm. not as dollars in our pocket that are like funding our business and allowing us to grow. This brand is fully embracing that with the most personal, like humanized touch points that make people feel good. They're like, wow, I feel seen and heard. It's so, it's like so simple, but it's so important and so deep. And if you're not doing those little small things that make a huge difference to just see other human beings and connect in that very human way, your business is not going to be around five years from now. It's just not. Yeah, I agree. The other thing is like, it's really, it's, it's actually like not that hard to do that. It's really not, it's like minimal effort for such a big return in the way that someone feels. Like you're here on this podcast episode, right? Like sharing about care of, people might not even know. It's not even like you're here promoting it, but you're talking about the experience that you had. It's just simply client experience. Like it's so easy to implement. We have all these resources at our fingertips, like from a creative perspective, to like having a great onboarding experience, like visually, right? Like with your, like, if you are just someone who's like working one-on-one with people and you're onboarding someone, like it's so easy to make these touch points with them, whether that's sending a gift in person or, you know, having a customized welcome packet for them on a check-in with them halfway, like whatever it is, it's so easy for you to be able to create this unique human experience to simply let them know that you care. Like that is really like what it's all about. And we want, like, I want that. You want that, you know? And it, it is always interesting. I feel like as someone who works with brands like you, like me, where when you do have an experience like that, you're like, oh yeah, like this is, this is why this matters. Cause sometimes, you know, I think it is easy to like, even as someone who works with different brands all the time, I think it is easy sometimes to get caught up in like, why is this important, right? Like, what is the needle moving parts and like the income producing parts of this type of work? And I think that sometimes it's hard for the cl- on the client end to also see the ROI on brand strategy work. And what, like, what is all of that, right? And what is, how do I actually equate this to dollars? Because at the end of the day, we are running a business, right? And so to be able to like actually experience that and feel it and know that like, okay, this person's going to go out and share. We're creating like shareable experiences for people. And all of that is all like income producing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's just su- such valuable like brand work that happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Um, okay, so how someone who might like just be getting started in their business And they're like, you know, or maybe they're like a year or two in and they've kind of just been like doing the things and building their business and building their brand for the last like year. And they're like, okay, I'm ready to like be the go-to now. I'm ready to like have my place in the industry. How can they start to develop authority um, in the online space, in their industry, and really kind of be seen as that person when someone thinks of X, they immediately think of them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you're at the very beginning stages, I would tell you that the first thing that you need to do is really understand who it is that you're speaking to. I call this your avatar. So defining your avatar and not just like 
okay, what are the demographic informations? Like how old are they? Where do they live? What's their household income? No, I need you to get really deep and understand two things. Number one, what is their internal problem? What is it they're really struggling that's making them feel a certain way? And that feeling is usually something like um, shame, anger, frustration. Like it's some kind of negative feeling that your audience is working to resolve. And like, this is why your business exists. You also need to understand your avatar's deepest desire. What is it that they truly want? What's the vision that they have for their life? How are you helping them get there? So those are some things that you need to understand. That avatar, that is some really deep work. So I'm giving you guys some of the basics today. Um, and whether you're just getting started or you're one to two years in, honestly, you guys, you should be evaluating and doing a brand audit on a yearly basis, at, at least yearly. We come back every time we add in something new to our product suite. We're getting ready to launch something new this summer, which will be like a membership society kind of thing. We came back to our avatar and said, does this make sense for who it is that we're serving or does this make sense within our avatar continuum? And that's kind of the second piece of avatar is understanding the different stages that people might find you. For example, we serve entrepreneurs who are at the beginning stages, but we also serve entrepreneurs who are scaling to seven figures. So we have our avatar continuum. We understand the different stages where our people are in that and which of our offers is best suited for those different stages. So again, this is about really like rounding out that suite and also understanding the people that you serve and what their unique needs, interests, et cetera, are at those different stages of where they may find themselves in your unique ecosystem. The second thing is making sure that you actually have a clearly defined brand strategy, which means that you understand your mission, your vision, your core values, your positioning statement, your differentiating factors, down to like the brand words that you use. So you heard me at the beginning of this episode So say, I'm so stoked to be here. I use this like very interesting 80s language, which is so funny because I was not born in the 80s. I was born in the 90s. But I say stoked, stellar, like we have this whole list of brand words that are very um, targeted for the Weber Co. And so when I say those words, people are like, oh yeah, that's Steph, right? That I, they, they know that and that's part of the overall experience. And then the last piece of that brand strategy is actually defining your experience. So from the time that somebody follows you on Instagram to the time that they convert to the time that they start referring people to you and there's an opportunity to buy again from you, what does that entire experience really look like and how are you defining that um, and how does it feel at each stage for your person? So those are some of the pieces that I would say are important to start with. I love it. We talk about, um, you call it client continuum and we talk about like the seasons of um, where a client is at and how can we like, we have our like core products, right. That serve like our ideal avatar person in like the prime stage, but can we capture them earlier on in the process before they might be ready for that core product, that core membership, like whatever that is. And then how can we continue with them? Like once they're beyond that and they've gone through it, and they're ready for the next thing. Like, do we have something for them later? One thing that I think is important that I would love to hear your insight on is um, sometimes I think when people hear about that, they get like overwhelmed feeling like they need to have all of those pieces figured out um, beforehand. I'm a, I always like to focus on the core product first. How, like, what's your take on that? Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Nikki. I always say focus on kind of a core offer or one core thing first. So like, I'll use us as an example, but I'll, I'll use another client as an example too. For us, it was very much, okay, how are we, in order for our business to be able to grow, we've got to create recurring revenue and we have to create a transformation that's really, really crucial for our audience. So what do we need in order to do that? So we created a 12-month coaching program and that was kind of our core offer that we went to market with 
consistently for roughly 18 months. Now, in the background, I also had people approaching me saying, Steph, you're really great with branding. Can you just do mine for me? Steph, you're really great with marketing. Can you just put together my marketing strategy for me? So our agency was like being developed on the side without me even realizing at the time what was actually happening because people were just very organically coming to me who were like, I don't want to be in your 12-month coaching container. I think that's really great, but I want you one-on-one or like I want your hands really in in my business in a different and deeper way. So um, those are the kind of organic things that happen when you start to embrace like zoning in one on a core offer that creates like a big transformation or creates important transformation for your audience. And also you're speaking to that and you're speaking to your people through your message and you have your content strategy and you're also having conversations about what you do. And like I have one client that's been with me in kind of an agency style for almost a year now. And she found me in a training that I did inside of a Facebook group. So you never know, and not my own Facebook group, someone else's. You never know where your people are going to come from in terms of the message that you're sharing and they're just connecting with it. And they're like, wow, I need more of you in my life. How can this be a thing? So yes, I do say focus on something core to start, especially if you're at the beginning stages. But if you're two years into business and you haven't offered anything new for two years, it's time for you to kind of take a look and evaluate. You have a lot of data that you can take a look at from the last two years and say, okay, of the 100 strategy calls that I did and the 25 people that converted into my signature offer, what was the, what was the reason for those other 75 not converting? Is there something that could have been offered before this in order to maybe bring them into this. In other words, kind of thinking about your ascension. Mm-hmm. So yes, start with something that is that you're going to kind of claim and be known for in your space. And then you can branch out and add on. If you're trying to add on too many things or too many different offers to start, it can be very overwhelming. Now, if you're like, well, I offered this thing because I thought my audience wanted it and nobody bought or my conversions are less than I thought that they would be. Okay, then maybe, yes, maybe it's time to evaluate and take a look and say, can we add something that's maybe a less of a time commitment. Maybe it's a smaller transformation, but it's really powerful. But maybe it happens in 90 days. That's okay too. Mm -hmm. This is, it's so good to hear this too. And I'm so happy that you're here to like share your insight on this because I agree with everything. And I'm, and another piece to this feels like the evaluation of you as the business owner and what you've been in, like whatever kind of container you've had for the last year and the way that you've been like connecting with clients for the last year and how you've been servicing them, whether that is in a group container or a 12 month long thing or a one-on-one or doing design work um, and really kind of giving yourself a gauge of like, how do, how did I feel like about all of this? And is there something that I want to change because it doesn't fit kind of going back to the beginning? Like it doesn't fit with the vision anymore, right? Or like this doesn't feel the way that I want it to feel anymore. Can I do this differently? And I do, I do think it's important to like check in with you. And this is another awesome point to just like point out right now is that Steph and I are in a really similar industry as far as branding, brand strategy, and like we may each have our own words in the way that we talk about things that everything that she's talking about is the same kind of stuff of the work that I do. And like similar to you, it's like I did one-on-one for a long time and I have had like group three-month programs, eight-month things, one-day immersions, like trying all these different things over the course of the last like five years of having like my own business. 
And I decided like, I don't want to do, I thought I wanted agency. I thought I wanted to be working one-on-one with people. I thought I wanted to have my hands in people's marketing plans and in their brand identities. And I realized this like season of life right now, like I don't have the time capacity for it. And it's like, doesn't bring me the same joy that it has in the past. So I decided like, whatever that looks like, I'm going to take it as a sign that like, I shouldn't be doing that right now. And does that give me a income cut? 100% because I make a lot of money off of like doing one-on-one hands-on work in like that agency model. But I'm trusting that like, whatever is next and whatever that looks like is going to like replace that and this is like my own, this is my own thing, you know? And it, the, my, the point of this is that this, this is like differentiator stuff coming up here right now. It's like, even if you are in the same exact industry that is absolutely saturated at this point, because what industry is not, right? It's okay for you to be doing things differently than the way that someone else is doing them. It's actually important for you to make sure that you are doing things in a super aligned way that feels good for you and to not be afraid to like check in and course correct yourself. And it doesn't have to be like, oh, well, just because they're doing running the agency side of things and they're doing those two, you know, then I've got to be doing that. And, and like part of me sharing this is exposing my own, like I've done that before. I've had a coach or worked with someone or connected with someone else and been so lit up and inspired by what they were doing. And then realize like, yeah, that's like not really what I want, you know? And, and I think that it's really cool for you and I to be here, like in the same industry, doing the same type of work in some capacity and running completely different, like setups. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I agree. Yep. It's cool. It's interesting when you like connect with other people in your same industry and realize just how different you are and there's a need for everyone. And that's what you have to realize, right? That's a big piece of building your authority. You guys, it's it's so easy to get caught up in the comparison game. It's so easy to get caught up in like, my gosh, this is working for them. Maybe I should try that. Oh my goodness. Like I'm falling behind, whatever. No, (laughs) like you, this is why it's really important to be very clearly rooted in your definition of success, your vision for your life and for your company. And Anything that is a hell yes for that, great, go after it. Anything that's not for that, then don't. Like it's an it's a hard no, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super good. I love this. Okay, so switching gears just for a second, what is? Because I think this is a is a good question here. Is what is the difference between a personal brand and a business brand? Like, how do you differentiate those two? I have. Um, I feel like there's this new thing happening where you have like both. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, I'd love for you to like expand on that in your, what that looks like in your world. Yeah. So it, it, it is both. And it's, how are you intertwining? So I think what's important to understand is that you're the CEO, you're an entrepreneur, you're the CEO of your business. And so there are many pieces of you that are going to be infiltrated into the business brand as a whole, right? So it's important to understand that. And it's important to know that, in order for people to connect to your, your business brand, they have to know a little bit about you personally. And there's a little, there's an element of vulnerability that's really important to incorporate into your business so that people can feel a human connection and like a human level with you, right? So I, ju- I jumped on stories this morning and this is like a very simple example of this. 
but I jumped on stories this morning and I took a picture before I like got ready and all these things. And I was like, I prefer slower mornings. I don't believe in like that I have to get up at 5 a.m. in order to be successful. And like, that's just like not how my days operate. My husband took my son to school this morning. I enjoyed a slower morning. Success doesn't have to be defined by the 5 a.m. wake up call and that's okay. So it's a very simple like piece of getting to know who I am or what I believe in terms of what success looks like. It's simple, it's small, but it's that piece of the personal brand that's important. Another example I have for you, I actually have two different Instagram accounts. So I have my Stefan Weber, like personal profile page. And then I have the Weber Co. The Weber Co is much more, if you want to learn how to build an authority brand, if you want to learn about what's working in marketing right now, which is basically a free for all <laughs> in, in some aspects, um, you can hang out with us at the Weber Co. There's a, there are some personal elements there, but they're typically related to business in some capacity. If you want to know about like what my son is doing and how I'm handling toddler life, then you should come hang out with me at Stefan Weber. So that's kind of like how I differentiate those two spaces. But specifically, an example as it pertains to motherhood, you're going to hear me talking about toddler life and how I'm trying to deal with that as a mom and how I'm trying to um, let him be his own individual human being, but also be like, hey, it's not okay to bite people. We should probably shouldn't do that, right? How old is your son? He is 14 months. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then on the Weber Co, I talk about how motherhood and entrepreneurship combine for me and what that looks like and how I kind of blend these two different spaces and what works for me in terms of setting boundaries in that arena. So that's kind of an example of like personal and business and how the two blend. But to even take a look at a larger example than just just myself, Sphinx. Sarah Blakely has her own personal account. I'm pretty sure that has more followers than Sphinx does because she shares about her family. She shares about life. She's hilarious. She's entertaining, but people are still buying Spanx, right? But the two go hand in hand. They matter. They impact one another. Mm -hmm. I I love it too, because I think it gives people the, if you needed like a permission slip to like, just show up in the, whatever season you're in right now, like you're, you're, you know, your son's 14 months. He's going to be in a totally different like stage of life and challenges and like things in a ne- in the next year, probably yeah. over the course of the next hour. And so like, you know what I mean? The point is that like you, your content and what you're sharing and how it connects to like people and, and like your audience and, you know, and, and you and just kind of like where you're at in your life right now is going to fluctuate and it's going to change. So I think that some people get really, um, I don't get caught in this because I'm not like the type who like uh, over, I don't think too hard about this kind of stuff, uh-huh. mainly because I feel like I right now, like I'm pregnant with my second, I have a four and a half year old, like my husband's been walking back and forth through this entire recording. If you could see this video, like I just relocated into the undone nursery right now. It's like life is a little chaotic that I can't really like, if I were to sit and be thinking about the type of content that I'm sharing or like things on this podcast recording needing to be like so perfect, I would probably never get anything done, Mm -hmm. literally. And so I think that like, if you've needed a permission slip to just like show up as you are um, and know that like your content is going to change and it's going to connect with different types of people. But at, you know, I think that making sure that you are incorporating an element of personal like connection and that comes in the form of like what's your life like right now um Mm -hmm. is a really easy way to just like show up consistently 
and and to just connect with people and you'd be so surprised like how many conversations i i have more conversations like in um on social media which i if you have a chance you can go back and listen to the episode that came out before this where i talk about how i don't really get clients through instagram and that's like not my lead generation place i spend a lot of time talking about family and pregnancy right now and like parenting and so many things that are not business related um, happen even like through my business Instagram profile. So, you know, but these people, it's like you're making connections with them. And and touching back on what we were talking about in the beginning, if I were to see these people out at dinner, I'd be like wrangling my four and a half year old, probably peeing every five minutes in the bathroom and like shoveling food in my face. Like that's just like where I'm at right now. And so, you know, they're going to get that version of me like across the board in all areas right now, because it's just like what it is. And so anyway, I just think that like, sometimes you just need the like, okay, I can just do this in the way that feels like good for me and know that like that's enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Okay, so tell us where can people find you? Um, how can people work with you? What type of like containers does your business have right now? Yeah, so you can find us anywhere, pretty much anywhere, um, on the Weber Co. I'm still trying to figure out TikTok, and it, to be honest, it's still my favorite platform. Mm, you I don't have one yet, so Nikki, <laughs> it's like a whole, it's a whole different. You're whole in different. good company. So. <laughs> um, but Instagram is where we hang out quite a bit. So if you're gonna connect with me, that's probably the platform to do it. So the Weber Co. You can also head to theweberco.com. We do have a free mini course that we have talking all about avatar and connecting to your champagne client and outlining that client continuum, etc. So it's a free mini course for you. You can go take it um, and gain access there at theweberco.com. In terms of our containers and different offers that we have. We have a variety of different coaching programs. We also have our agency, which is really more done for you work. And then this summer we are launching a society, which is going to be a like very small ticket membership where we are fostering community of entrepreneurs who are really dedicated to becoming a legendary brand. So that's, that's coming for this summer. So more on that. So you can follow us and hear the announcement when it goes live. I love it. Well, we'll include up some links in the show notes. So be sure to check that out. Give staff a follow, follow the Weber Co. And thank you so much for being here, sharing your insight. It was really good. Awesome little golden nuggets in here. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Nikki. It was awesome.